I was going to be done. I had great grades at a 3.2 or something. I said, fuck it. I'm going to plagiarize this whole damn thing. I went to a library for a couple pages of books, ripped them word for word. I went on the internet for a couple pages, ripped it word for word. Like literally out of a 15 page paper, I probably in total wrote three of the 15. You're like, there's no way I'm going to get caught. And now escaping the drift, the show designed to get you from where you are to where you want to be. I'm John Gafford, and I have a knack for getting extraordinary achievers to drop their secrets to help you on a path to greatness. So stop drifting along, escape the drift, and it's time to start right now. Back again, back again for another episode of Escaping the Drift, where, you know, like it says in the opening, man, the goal is to get you from where you are right now to where you want to be by having unbelievable achievers unlock their secrets for you. And today in the studio, I got actually more than a high achiever. I got somebody that I would consider a friend. Yeah. Which, you know, how often does that happen? I mean, yeah, people come in here, we talk about it for hours, so you're kind of friends when they leave. But this is a dude that's actually one of my friends. This is a guy that is one of the, just a baller in the sense of the word in the real estate space, as far as large acquisition, large projects, single family homes, all of this stuff has really built a name for himself now nationwide as one of the premier guys in the space. And I'm super glad to have him in here and we can peel back the curtain of his expertise. Ladies and gentlemen, live in the studio, this is Justin Colby. Justin. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Was that ex- are, you, are you excited for I love it? I love it. I wanted to keep going. I'm like, where's the crescendo of this thing, dude? <laughs> you got all hyped up from it, that right? That's it. Yeah, I just it's funny because in the middle of your in the middle of your opening, because you commented on it when you walked in, yeah. I looked up and kind of got the beard thing. I got the I got the look. I think it's good looking good. I know, but you know what's funny? You know, like sometimes you see stuff and weird things jump in your brain. You know what jumped in my end of my brain? What? My favorite dad joke, and which is this. We gotta let it rip. Yeah, here it is. Ready? Because I look kind of look like a pirate right now. I got the pirate look a little bit, right? Okay. Why didn't the pirate, or did you hear about the new pirate movie? I have not. Yeah. You know what it's rated? What is it rated? PG-13. <laughs> I love that joke. I don't know why I love you know that joke. You know you have kids when you, you say know that you have joke. kids when you're telling that joke. But anyway, <laughs> long story boy. If you're still listening to the three of you that after that are still around. So, dude, you've been a, you've become, you're becoming a giant in the real estate space. So yeah, let's talk about that. early Colby. What makes you tick? What started? Yeah. Tell me about you early, man. Give, give Listen, me the early dude, story. I think we all have a story. Mine was, I was broke, bust and disgusted. I was in the game during the height. Oh six, Oh seven. Lost it all in 07, Like so many others. Right. And so, uh, I think there's always a story that creates greatness. I feel like for the most part, and you might say different, but I think a lot of us who have been able to create something great, it started kind of from a dark spot. It started from, either an epic failure or started from a really, really tough childhood that you knew you didn't want that shit or whatever it may be. And so for me, uh, that failure back in 2007, home going to foreclosure, the first home I ever bought went to foreclosure. Repo man took my car, which that's a funny story. I actually traded cars with my friend and uh, that's a federal offense to do that. To try to hide, to try to hide from the repo man. to try to hide it. So uh, luckily I didn't get caught in that way. But they got my car. They got the car. Um, and I just, I was determined, right? I was broke. I was sleeping on a couch. And I said, I wanted to create greatness. And I had the the bug of real estate. I knew it. I felt it. I how, loved it. So how did you get that? But how did you even get in the game in 07? Like, what do you, like, tell me about yeah, high school. What about high school, yeah, Colby? Yeah, What yeah. is high school, Colby? Bro, I was a dork. Yeah? Straight up. <laughs> I, I was not a dork in the sense of popularity. I was a very popular, likable, sociable, played all the sports, basketball, football, baseball, all that, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just no swagger. The guy, no swagger. you know, today when I'm strutting through the halls and whatever, and he goes, up, oh, bro. That was not me. That was not you. No, hell no. Did you get good grades or no? Yeah. No? Mediocre at best. Mediocre. But what happened is my friends were really smart. And so all of my friends went into either Brown University, Stanford, UCLA, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, shit, I'm the dumb friend. And so I, I, went, to, I went to a two-year college, busted my ass, got a 3.8 GPA, got into UCLA. Dude, right. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. We're, um, um, when you were a kid, I always ask, I love to ask this question because I hear it a lot. When you were a kid, what was the first hustle? Oh, bro. Great story. I think it's a great story. What is it? Let's have I it. I would like to hear it. So I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit, which I didn't realize until I can look backwards. Yeah. So I used to do two things. I used to go around on trash day 
and take all the cans and bottles out of the recycling bins yep. and drive them down to the recycling center. Cause at those times you'd get like a penny or five cents. Mm-hmm. So I'd walk away with a handful of dollars at the end of the day as a kid, Yeah, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was a weekly hustle. The other thing I would do is I'd beg my mom, uh, when she was in the right mood for like 20 bucks, I would go down to the baseball card store. I would buy a box of baseball cards, plop it right down in front of the owner open the packs in front of the owner, sell him the best cards at wholesale price and basically double my money every single time. Walk out. My mom would be in the car because this would be take all of 20 minutes, give her $20 back and have $20 in my pocket. So essentially you were going to the child casino. Yeah. The card store. Put the cards over, baby. Let's see. He loved it because I'm essentially giving him wholesale prices on at the time, you know, Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire, whoever it was. Right. And so he's getting wholesaling pricing on that. He can resell them at retail. I get 20 bucks in like 20 minutes. I find that everybody that comes in here had some sort of a childhood hustle. Yeah, dude. Like for me, it was uh, me and my buddies would go out, grew up on a golf course in, in North Florida in a town called Lake City. So there was a lot of lakes on this golf course, right? Yeah. And there was equally as many shitty golfers. So me and my buddies would go out there with the snorkels on and pull golf balls out of the ponds and, 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 you know, amongst the alligators and water moccasins and every other occupational hazard there was for that. And then just post up on the golf course and sell the balls back to the, to the golf. There's, that was the There's always a hustle. bro. That was the hustle. That's it. So, Oh, so your, your buddies go off to college. You, you get through US, UCLA, which is awesome. UCLA, get All through right. it. Another fun story about that. Um, so senior year, I'm done. I literally have one final left. Now I was an English major. Okay. If you know anything about that, for those listeners, it's an ass beating because you essentially have to read three full books every week and have papers on top of that. So if you are not ready to read and write at all times, it is a very tough major. I think any major would be tough, right? But man. Ari Rastigar, same story. That's right. Same story with Ari. I really connected. Yeah, yeah, same story. And he he also was highly regret. He loved it because he thought he said it taught him how to think critically about things. But yeah, same story. That's funny. So the last paper, dude, fifteen. I remember it so specifically. Fifteen page paper. I was going to be done. I had great grades. I had a three point two or something. I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to plagiarize this whole damn thing." I went to the library for a couple pages of books, ripped them word for word. I went on the internet for a couple pages, ripped it word for word. Like literally out of a 15 page paper, I probably in total wrote three of the 15. You're like, there's no way I'm going to get caught. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do real books. So they're not going to try. Then I'm going to go to the internet. So they're not. And remember, I graduated college in 2003. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, the internet wasn't exactly this flourishing. No, it was creeping along. So I'm like, dude, there's no way. Like I'm mixing up where I'm stealing this information from. Right. Like no way. So I go. So part of finishing, I go do school abroad. So I graduate, everything's fine, um, pending, passing. Um, And so I go to three months school abroad in Europe, Spain, England, and uh, Italy. Okay. And so that was just kind of a creme de la creme, like the the government paid for it because my family didn't make much money. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get it subsidized. So travel, study, drink, right? That was the agenda. Yeah, fair. And girls. Fair. Uh, school, so, school abroads. That's if right. You will. There you go. That's right. Fun stories, which we won't tell. Them. I was waiting for that pun. I was trying to, I'm like, there's gotta be somewhere I can slip yeah. this in. There it is. Oh, fun. <laughs> so I get right uh, now. Every woman listening is like, did that guy just say broads? Can you even say that anymore? Please don't cancel me. <laughs> I'm singing Dean Martin way that he would say it. I don't know. Anyway, just keep going. I, I don't know. Don't cancel us. Uh, so I get an email. Hey, uh, the Dean would like to see you when you get back mm-hmm. when I'm abroad. And I go, oh, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, the, the dean doesn't email. So, yeah. Yeah. There's one reason. And I knew it. And I still had, you know, three weeks abroad. So it kind of ruined my fun. because I'm like, oh, shit, I just got caught. And I tried to tell myself, maybe they didn't. Maybe they just wanted to clear. I'm like, no, there's only one reason that yeah, they yeah. wants to see me. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, they caught me. So I had to go to Berkeley in the summer to finish this class, redo the same thing really write the paper, really wrote the paper, got to be plus. But yeah, the, you know, trying to shape, to, which is a long lesson to say, don't take shortcuts. Yeah. Do the work to get there. Right. And that's kind of the, the story of like being an entrepreneur is not overnight success, finishing and completing things and getting what you want to go out to achieve. None of this shit's overnight. People look at, you know, these overnight tech companies and things that can happen overnight. 
That is so rare. It's incredible. So, you know, what's funny is, is that's a great piece of advice when it comes to education. Yeah. That's like a suit. That's a, that's a very studious piece of advice. <laughs> Me on the other hand, I got a different piece of advice yeah. for my sister, which is, this is the best. And I've given my children the same piece of advice when what it comes that? to school. Right. Which is, I, I can tell you how to never, especially in college, I'll tell you how to never get a bad grade on a subjective paper, written paper. Okay. Ready? Here it is. So, when you get a paperback, and it, and it can't be a Scantron where it's black and white, yes, this is right, no, this is wrong. It has to be subjective opinion on what you're writing, That's right. right? which a lot of college papers are. Right. So what you do is, if right first semester, if you get a B on a paper, you ask the, you know, you ask the professor, ask the, ask the teacher, when is your office hours? Okay, cool. And then you walk into their office with, with your B, and you say, can you please explain to me why this was graded as a B, and there you go. And then they'll give you a really well thought out reason. They'll flip through the pages. They'll tell you this is this was the problem. We didn't think critical this, blah, 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 blah. And then when they're done, you say this. I still don't understand. Can you please just, I, I don't get it. Can you explain it to me again? Like, I, 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 for whatever reason, it's not clicking. And then they'll do it again. And then you say, I still don't understand. And you burn every second of their office hours with your insane request to explain why you got to be okay. And the next time they grade your papers, they they're terrified yeah, 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 of that yeah. conversation again. Because if you think that somebody that's working in the educational system values their opinion of your grade more than their own personal time, you are batshit <laughs> crazy. That's right. I, I wielded that technique as a weapon wow. when I was in college. Wow. Cause yeah, you want to give me anything less on something subjective. I am going to waste your time to when you see me coming, you could just see their faces melt and that never happened again. When, especially on, uh, on papers and ink, it's all subjective. Yeah. yeah it's all subjective. Right. Yeah. Math is math. Science, yeah. science, right. You have an equation. Yeah. So that's it kids. That that's your book smarts and street smarts lesson for go. the day right there. That now is you're done. Don't plagiarize. Be good. Waste your teacher's time. If you want good grades, that's the answer. I find that to be very effective with just about anything. Anything. If people are terrified, you're going to waste their time there. It just, no, it's easier just to do the easy thing. Yeah, it, it is. It goes both ways. It can. It, it can. goes both ways. It does. So you graduate from UCLA. But, um, now that's a good school. That's not like, you know, that's not like your, uh, your, your, you know, your Florida States of the world. Sorry. I love you, Florida State more than most people can love a human baby, but UCLA is pretty hard to get into. Um, I died the first time you told me that. What? About the, the funny thing about me is I love Florida State more than more than most people love. have the capacity to love a human baby. Yeah, it's true. I was I was belly laughing when you were texting me that. I Do you even understand how angry I still am about what happened with college football? Brutal. I, look, Michigan fans, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. But you know what? I'm throwing an asterisk next to that win for the rest, rest of yeah, forever I've because you didn't play one of the four best teams got left out. How can you claim the national championship when you cheated? And you didn't play one of the four best teams. How do we know? Because you know what I do know? Mm. Even without a quarterback, that Michigan running back would not run up, have run up and down the field on Florida State's defense. I know that. You can't because they didn't play. Because they didn't play. They didn't play. Cheated. You'll never know. He's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And I literally watching Portnoy last night celebrate that win was just asterisk. Throwing an asterisk on it. They look asterisk. good, though. They look good. Well, so, okay. So back to you. Can I, can I, can I tell you the worst thing about that? What is that? I'll tell you the word. The, the, here's the worst thing about that, which is this little known fact. You guys are going to get a scoop. Down. This is a good story. If you want to hear a good story. I like it. Story. Listen, I promise we're going to get something that's going to help and change your <laughs> life out of this, but this is a good story, right? So with Michigan winning yesterday, there's a good chance that now Harbaugh will make the jump to the NFL. That's right. One of the teams they're discussing that he's, he's, he's might coach is right here, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's right. Well, here's one problem with that, which is the look, right? Let me explain what the look is. His look? No, no, no. I got it. Here's the look, right? All right. Many, many moons ago, many moons ago, my wife, when he was a quarterback in the NFL, dated Jim Harbaugh. Aha. Uh -huh. Many, many moons ago. It's a good story. Now, a lot of people are thinking, yes, yeah, 25 years ago. It's ridiculous. What does this even matter? Now, I'm going to tell you another story. My wife, no, I, it's, it's going to sound like a groupie. Not. She was a beautiful woman. She still is a beautiful woman. Yeah. She dated, she dated some people. She also dated a guy back in the day that for like five seconds was the lead singer of Journey. Right? All right. Whatever. 
Now, the reason I bring that up is we'll address the journey situation first. All right. So here it is. This dude for like a hot second before they found the Filipino guy, the like little short <laughs> Filipino guy before they found him. This other guy was the lead singer of journey. Okay. So journey was coming to Vegas to play. And at this time, my mother-in-law, who I don't even think was still calling me by the right name at this point in time, because that's how she was or is, um, she made a comment like, oh, we should, and keep in mind, she probably hated this guy when they were dating too, but just, sure. it was her job to hate whoever it was dating. Of course. So she says one day, she goes, oh, you know, I heard journeys coming. We should go see them. And my wife looks at me and she goes, you know, I could probably make a call and get us some tickets. Mm. And I'm like, not a chance. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, that'd be the ultimate look. She's like, the look, what's the look? And I go, okay, you don't understand this because you're a woman, not a man. That's right. Men understand what the look is. The look is when you're out and you run into some girl that you used to do really dirty shit to, and she's with some new guy, you get to give him the look. And it's very subtle and you don't say anything, but the look is something like when you look at him and be like, hey, She's a keeper. Hang on to her. And in that moment, in that moment, that guy knows yeah. he knows yeah. what you used to do. And it's the thing. It's a weird thing. You love to give the look. You, you don't want to get, get the it. look. No, you don't want to get the look Never. because we want to believe that the woman that we're with is only for us and has yeah. only ever been for us. That's You're what we want to believe. You're the I'm the lucky one. one. Yeah, that's right. You give mm -hmm. me the look. It ruins. It shatters my fantasy. That's right. It brings it all down. That's right. It. So I'm thinking to myself, you want to take me. You want to take me. To a journey concert. So I can get the look. In the fifth row. So this asshole can be like, I'm forever yours, <laughs> faithfully. That's what you, I'm like, I will be on stage. And she's like, yeah, but if you worked at McDonald's, you'd be going through like, yeah, a little extra salt on the fries. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. No, I would not be doing wrong. Because I don't want to see the guy at all. So fast forward to that. Well, there's two good parts of that story. The, the better part of that story is for years I've told that story, okay. right? My wife is 5'10". She's very tall, 5'9 and a half, almost 5'10". For years, I've told that story. So finally, one of our best friends, Scott, one night, we're out at a bar and just randomly out of the blue, not telling that story, but randomly out of the blue, he says, I got to ask a question. We're like, what's the question? He looks at Gidget, he goes, how did you date the lead singer for Journey? And she goes, well, no, he was, you know, he was, it's when he was here in Vegas, he was part of a band here and blah, blah, blah. And I just met him and whatever. And we he dated became, for like a couple of years. Yeah. That, happened, that happened after the fact. He's like, yeah, but you're like five, nine and a half. And he's like four eleven. And she's like, not the little Filipino guy. <laughs> like for, for years, he thought my five ten wife was dating like a four eleven guy, which I thought was the funniest part of it. But back to Jim Harbaugh, dude, that dude becomes the coach of the Raiders I got to sell my tickets. You're out. I, You're I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I, listen, if you want to buy my PSLs, if Jim That's becomes, <laughs> I can't go get the look. I can't no. do it. No, I can't do it. But here's the good part is my Niners will be here in uh, February. You know what? I got four tickets for you already. If that, guy, if that guy, if that guy, if that guy becomes the coach and I'm sure he's a wonderful, nice man, but I don't even want him glancing back the at Niners, the stands. So I'm a Niner fan. He yeah. took the Niners to the bowl. Yeah, he did. Didn't win it. But can I give you the look? No, could he give me that? He probably could get this. I can't get the look from that guy. He'll I can't do it. it. I can't get to it. Okay. I, I, I thought I would feel better after voicing that, but now I don't. Now I'm just going to stew on it for the rest yeah, of this now podcast. You're sell it's your tickets prematurely. You I know. Even come to the rage. You can yeah, sell those it's, a, it's a whole thing now. It's yeah. a whole, I, yeah, mentally I'm just wrecked now. That's it's right. a whole thing. So we'll depend on your positivity for the rest of this podcast. Well, let's go. Let's I'm a shell of a man. I'm just, I'm an emotional I'm just an emotional shell now. That's it's it. terrible. Terrible. Well, I got us. And you know the worst part is? You know the worst part of the whole thing? What's that? She has never, ever, because I moved to Vegas for her. I did not know that. Yes. So I never dated anybody in this town except for her. Uh -huh. She, To the best of my knowledge, she's never even been in the same state as somebody I've dated. Uh -huh. Well, maybe say because we travel to Florida, whatever else, blah, 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 as we go along. But- there's no look possibility for her. No, nope. it is all on me. All on you. All on and me. you probably get it. Sometimes you don't even know you're getting it. I don't know. No, because you, you can't get it unless you know you're getting it. Ah, that's the key. You got can't it. get it unless you know you're getting it. There you go. There it is. Anyway. So that's, I guess that's a positive anyway. So UCLA, you leave it, you get, you get right into real estate. That's what you no, said. So with my, the English degree, a, a buddy I met in college, uh, his dad was a developer and he said, Hey, when we graduate, you want to get into real estate with me? Yeah. So that's what spawned it. It was all the realtor route. His dad was a developer, small developer, building eight, 12, you know, houses at a time. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I didn't get straight into it. He went and got his license to learn the business. I went into door to door sales. Door to door. Door to door. Man, that is years. that is a gene that you just do you think that's a muscle you can develop or is that something you're built with? Because no, man, you have to you have to build the muscle. You don't even oof. it's you what was beautiful about it is it what was were you doing door to door? What were you selling? Verizon credit card processing eagle first, I think it's called. Um, and then UPS. So like high ticket so that clients. Was business. That was yeah, B2B. B2B. Okay, B2B. B2B. You weren't knocking on the door asking if we can give you a solar bed. No, okay. no, no, no. I was going B2B. Like I'd come in here and I'd say, hey, do you want credit card? And you're like, we don't take any, right. you know, and say, all right, great. Go to the next person. Big money in that business. It was great. And so Big money it, in credit card process. So the cool story is I've never had a W2 job ever since I graduated uh, UCLA ever in my life. And so that's kind of my story is I've always had this entrepreneurial ability to do that. And so I've got this great degree that costs a lot of money and I did not party as much as I wanted to in LA and I studied way too much. And then I cheated and got caught and had all these great stories. I'm like, <laughs> I've never used this damn degree for a second. For a thing. Never. But see, I'm, it's okay. Cause there's, there's an argument that's, it's a real popular thing right now Yeah, with, Guys that do what we both do. So we right. sit here and talk in front of microphones. It's a real hip thing to say, yeah, oh, college is a waste of money. It's a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. I completely disagree with that theory. I want my kids to go to college because I think college is a great place to learn how to be an adult. Totally. And it's a great place to make connections. Like, and to finish something you start and to complete something and feel the confidence of you've done something well and to, and to normalize life, right? Like all the kids, at least again, you have kids older and yeah. mine, right? the computers and the screens and the phones, this gives some normalization. It gives some socialization. Yeah. You're out playing your fraternity, sorority, whatever. Yeah. Like there's some normalcy behind all that. So I, I think I want, I'm not going to force my kid to do anything. Your kids are way ahead of mine, but like mm -hmm. I, if they ask, I'll say, I'd prefer you to do my it. My kids both have aspirations. My, my son has Ivy League aspirations. There my, you go. my daughter just wants to be a cheerleader right now. But they, they both get straight A's, which is fun. But I, I got to tell you, that was, that's one of, if anybody asked me, like one of my, if I have any regrets, it's that I didn't finish college. Mm. You know, I went to school, but I didn't finish because I felt, you know, I was 20 years old. I know everything. And I felt sure. the institution had nothing further to offer me. So, right. so off I went. And it, it's funny because... I don't think it's this case anymore because it's almost hip now to be successful and not have gone to college yeah, in a weird sure. sort of way. But in that early 2000s time, like there was almost like a little stigma to it. And mm -hmm. it's funny because I don't like to say maybe I embellished as a younger, as a younger man to a certain extent, uh, whether I, I graduated or not, maybe there was some embellishment there. Um, Going to school is something, I, you know, I, it was one of those, I'm going to say I went to school and let you jump to your own conclusion on whether or not I have yeah, I went a, to FSU. a diploma. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to let you assume that. And everybody always kind of did assume that, right? They always assume. Even today, I assumed you did. Right. But I they, don't think you've ever told me you didn't. So well, but, you just assume. Well, here's how the world found out I didn't because it was pretty, 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 uh, pretty broadcast how it happened. So when I got on The Apprentice. Right. Oh, right. I got on the apprentice and literally I had no idea what they were doing. And we walked into the boardroom for the very first time. They said, women over here, men over here. Cause they always split the team up with men and women. Yeah. Right. And then Donald Trump goes this year, we're going to do something a little different. We're splitting the teams up by high school grads and people with college diplomas. And I immediately was sitting there like mother fucker. Like, yeah, this is how everybody I know finds out. I didn't graduate from college. This is how I find out right this now. And the one cool thing about it was he was like, he was like, uh, you know, the, the one thing that surprised me was the high school grads earn on average three times more than the college grads mm. was throwing that little caveat on made a little better, but here was the weird thing. Nobody cared. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think anybody ever brought that up to me. Well, here's the reason why no one cares. So I'm going to say this respectfully because it's the same about Yeah. No one cares about you. They have their own life. They have their own issues. They have their own shit. So when it comes down to the judgment yeah. of John didn't graduate FSU, oh my God, his mom, the ridicule. You know who does care about me though? Your mom. Jim Harbaugh when he gives me yeah. the fucking look. <laughs> That's who cares about when he gives me the look. Yeah, that look. No, I don't want that look. No, yeah. no. Not doing it, Harbaugh. It. Selling my tickets. Never see me, buddy. Not going to happen. <laughs> You're in a Not going to happen. Right I'm in a dark place. You're in a dark I'm in a dark place. I'm spiraling. <laughs> spiraling in the middle of this podcast. I feel myself spiraling. It's uh, terrible. But I think that it, it, it didn't matter it to a lot of people because it mattered more to me, which was good. So no one cares. I plagiarized and got caught. Like, I thought my life was over. Yeah. At that moment, I'm like, 
that's it. I'm a fucking loser. Fail. I tell this story now. How many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are going to listen to this? Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm, but you don't know that until you kind of get through it and realize no one really gives a shit. But I think here's the best point though, that we just made, right? This may be the point of this podcast, which is this. If you, it, there's a lot of people probably listening to this right now that have some story yeah. that people don't know. That's right. Or worse than that, they are terrified people are going to find out. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that you have two guys with the biggest blemish that they had. You can turn the page and nobody gives a shit. Nobody will remember tomorrow. That's the right. only person holding that up as a problem is probably you. A hundred percent. And your biggest fault, your biggest mistake, your biggest pain is usually the reason you're able to achieve so much or do so well, or people gravitate towards you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a saying, which I'll butcher, so I won't even try, but like it over and over again, we just talked about Ari and, and him and I just super bonding about the thing we had similar mm -hmm. to your point. You, you know, made a decision not to go forward with FSU. I made a decision to plagiarize our bonding about kind of fucking college off to some extent, right? Mm -hmm. That will bring us closer. And by the way, we did just fine in life. And I think when people will start to realize your big, you know, the, the thing I tell a lot of people is like that love that you lost in the moment and your life is over and oh my God. And then all of a sudden you look back 15 years and you're happily married with amazing kids. And you're like, oh yeah. Oh, but that moment you feel it's over. Or when I got the Dean, the letter from the Dean, or you make the decision, you go on apprentice and they expose you that you, and you're like, Oh my God, I'm such a loser. And, and then you look back and, Oh, okay. nobody cared. Nobody cared. Who cares. And if you lean into that, yeah, if you really lean into that and are genuine from the get and realize like no one cares. Your mom still loves you. Your dad still loves you. One of our mutual friends, one of my best friends, Kent Clothier came to me when I was at my lowest point as a real estate a developer at the time we did a development that was a massive fail millions and millions of dollars lost and he came in and flew in with me and eddie and he sat us down and he's like guys no one gives a shit i'm still here your family still loves you you guys are still friends don't lose that part because we were breaking apart our friendship was breaking apart yeah. right and that was kind of a business realization of like now i talk about publicly with pride I talk about the multiple seven figure loss I took on a development play when I was ahead of my skis. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm -hmm. And you get back to that at the moment. I'm like, my business life is over. I'm going to go work at McDonald's. I'm a complete failure. And now I'm like yelling from the mountaintops that this is probably the most valuable deal I've ever done because what came out of it. Yeah. Right. So it, it, this probably is what people are going to take from it is lean into these failures or what you perceive to be a big deal because it makes up who you are and wherever you're going to go is a story that you can't outrun yourself. Right. So yeah. lean into it. If you make a decision at the time you think it's the right decision, look back, maybe it's not, but it's still a decision. Lean into that. Mm -hmm. And nothing's irreversible, meaning um, it's not going to haunt you for very long. It may haunt you for a week, a month, maybe even a year. And you're like, Oh, what a stupid thing I did. And then you're going to realize everyone else in the entire universe has a bunch of stupid shit that they're doing. Yeah, they've already too. moved. They're already on their stuff. And they're on their shit. They're in the weeds on their shit. What did I see the other day? Somebody was saying the best lesson, or the lesson they wish they had learned when they were younger. It might have been Cody Sanchez that said this, but she was saying the best lesson I wish I had known as a, when I was younger is that I am not the main, I am only the main character in my own story. Mm. I'm a bit player in everybody else's. That's it, so, dude. That's a great, that gave me shivers. Yeah. As much that, as you feel, cool. as, as much as you feel like you're obsessing over other people, they're not obsessing about you at all. Yeah. Unless it's about money and then you just got to make people. Sean Whalen said this recently, uh, I think on his podcast somewhere I heard it. He said, uh, my mess is my message. Hmm. Kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. My mess, my shit, my garbage, my FSU, UCLA stories, that shit, the millions of dollars I lost under development. That's actually my message. That's actually what I'm out there preaching, talking yeah. about, getting on podcasts about. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, that's it, man. Lean into that shit. Well, that's the whole point of, that's the whole point of this show is, you know, again, you know, I've told you, I, I didn't have any huge success. You know, it's so funny in this internet, in this internet age, I saw me the other day, it was like a video of real and this guy's like, you know, 
just just remember one thing. If you haven't made a million dollars by the time you're 21, you're a fucking loser and you just <laughs> never will. And it was a joke. It was a play on like the bro culture of, of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the guru bro culture. But, you know, I had some cool jobs and did some cool stuff, but I didn't have any wealth or make any real money until my early 30s. Oh, and of course. the whole point of this show is... I don't care how old you are. I don't care. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what your shit is. I don't, I don't care where you came from. I don't care what's going on. You can always change and, and write a new chapter on whatever uh -huh. you're trying to do, which is cool. But let's talk more about real estate, man, because yeah. obviously this is how you cut your teeth. You had that huge loss. Oh yeah. And then where did you go from the huge loss? So talk about rebuilding from there. So, so a couple things that are interesting about that, of what you just said, number one, you said, Kent came to you. Yeah. And Talk about the mentors you've had in your life. Yeah. I mean, Ken obviously being one of them and what they've meant to you and how that's created, uh, how that's had an impact. Yeah, dude. I mean, just to the mentor thing. So I'm a firm believer of always surrounding yourself with way higher people being an athlete myself. So I've always believed in coaching, right? Just because mm -hmm. as an athlete, that's the name of the game. And so um, since the beginning, when I was broke, bust and disgusted, I borrowed $25,000 to pay for my first coach, my first mentor, borrowed from a friend. I didn't use a credit card. I didn't call a bank. I didn't even call my parents. I called yeah. a friend. Now, that's a lot of pressure. That's a good friend. Fuck yeah, it is. And it's a good bet on myself, yeah. right? You have two things here. That's a great friend to say, Justin, I believe in that you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's like, it's empowering. Like, fuck, this guy believes in me too. I can really go fucking do this, right? Mm -hmm. Really cool. Uh, really good. I bet on myself because now look at me 16 years later where I've become and what I've done, right? Mm -hmm. And so- um, but I took the leap of faith because I, with every cell of my body, I believe in always doing this and being around and getting guidance, getting the game book, getting the path, getting the process from someone who has been there before. Yeah. Right. Um, you and I just had a very fun chat before this about something I'm going into right now that I don't have a lot of experience and guess mm -hmm. who I'm surrounding myself with the people that do fuck. Yeah. Right. You know, it's funny in that, in that arena. And this is the, this is the mistake that I, I have made in that arena. It's funny. I, I was on, I, I went on, uh, Justin and I are, are, in a, are in a mastermind together, uh, boardroom masterminds. It's actually can't close this mastermind that we had talked about earlier, but we're in that mastermind together and they do these weekly just huddle calls, right? I never get all these calls. I just go to the events, right? I just go to the, it's all I do. I go to the events, I, you know, cause for me anymore, I got to tell you, if you want to be in my circle, you want to be around me. You got three, you got three avenues to get around me. Yeah. to stay around me. Yeah. You got to get me really excited about some shit you're doing. Yeah. You got to get me really excited about some shit I'm doing or you got to make me laugh and <laughs> hopefully some combination of those three. If you're not doing one of those three things, I just don't have time to, yeah. I just don't have time to be around you. But as the new year changed and it came around to the new year, I thought to myself, I'm like, man, I spend so much time trying to pour into other people and trying to answer questions for people and trying to help other people that there's a lot of shit that I don't know. Sure. And I'm spending too much time talking and, yeah. and giving and not enough time asking. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to show, I'm going to start showing up on these weekly calls. And I showed up and Kent was like, holy shit, Gafford's on the call. No doubt. And I was like, here, I'm like, dude, I'm spinning up a wholesale operation right now. Yeah. Are you? I don't think about it. Fucking love that. I, I, I've never done it. Um, we're doing it for a different, I mean, obviously it's something that I still think as a realtor, it's the smartest way to sell your house on the open market and get sure. the most money. But there are a lot of people that don't. And if you're not going to do it and you're not going to go that route, then obviously we want to provide that solution for you as well. So we're spinning up a direct to consumer, which also should lead to not just acquisitions, but also to uh, listings on the back end. Totally. But I just don't necessarily, I don't necessarily, when I say a wholesale operation, we're just trying to get a bats for acquisition, right? I'm trying to get a bats for properties we hold. That's and what I you want. You have exits. You list it. You yeah, that, I got it. We just want to, I want to hold as much as we can going forward, but I'm spinning this up. I've never had an acquisition guy. Yeah. Talk. I've never had a disposition person. Yeah. I've never had, I don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. So I made a large investment in something that somebody from our group that does very well made a recommendation as far as how to market. Okay. I've done that. Good. That's good. But I'm going to have to kind of build the rest of this on the fly. And I yeah. realized I don't really ask anybody how to do this. Yeah. I just figured because I'm around it and I know it, I'll get it from osmosis. Well, so here's the power of this room. And, and hopefully these listeners are still listening to us. Yeah. No, um, they are. Yeah. They're still, they're still thinking about the look. That's it. But that's, but there's, but they're, they're still, still listening. You're listening, but now you're, they're still thinking about, dude, when I ran into, dude, back in 1998, when I ran into that dude at that Def Leppard concert with yeah. that girl, he definitely gave me the look. He used to bang my girl. Yeah. That's, that's right. what I'm thinking right now. Anyway. So but. here's why you are, you need to invest in yourself being in those rooms. This is how John and I got. So mm -hmm. I, 
run a coaching business to teach individuals how to do exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Why that's important is because you are in the room and made the investment. You just tell whoever you want on your team to plug in and I got you. I love that. And that's why you invest is so you can get to the table with people that can help you further down the road, which is this epitomize everything we're just talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. So because John invested in himself and I invest in myself and we're sitting at the tables together, now I can dive into him and give into him and offer for free, no further cost to his team that he's building. And he will be doing the same thing with a couple of different things that I'm doing. And it's because we made the investment. We bet on ourselves. We bought our ticket to the table that table provides dividends. Here's the key to all this. We just don't know when and how and where. When I first met you and the three of us, your wife, myself, yeah. we're all going out and we're having a couple cocktails and we are laughing a lot that night. Uh, check right? the box, man. That's check it. the box. Um, did I know there was this was going to happen, this transaction? Was, no, but I just know, hey, good people are at the right table for the right reasons and something somewhere comes around. You just don't know when. And for those of you out there listening to this, trying to escape the drift as we're talking about, Mm -hmm. like one thing I highly encourage you to do is a bet on yourself, cut the check, get around John, get around myself or whoever that person is, do it. But then don't have an expectation of when you're going to see any type of result. No, just get to the table, show up to your point. You're like, I made a big investment to be in this room. I might as well just start showing up to these calls because of that. We're talking about it now. And now I'm giving you essentially a $30,000 invite to come into my world, whoever that is, because I know it's not going to be you. Yeah. You just say, Colby, give so-and-so the link to these calls, help him get his thing going. Right. So just realize that don't have an expectation of the result you're trying to achieve out of the gate. Well, no, no, a hundred percent, but not I, you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling the listener. No, 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 no. I'm going to, but I'm going to take it one step further. You can quantify something with these, with these investments in these groups and mastermind relationships. You can quantify the effort you put in. That's right. So like, that's why like, I can't, I don't know where it's going to go. And I don't want to get out of different things, but I know that me not being on those calls every week was foolish. Yeah. Silly. I know that me not asking for help in that room for things that people do in their sleep is foolish. Just like you guys call me and ask me a title question. Like I, I can do that in my sleep. I, I know the answer to that. And that's the point of those rooms. And I think that um, part of that is just trying to find your footing in the group. And part yeah. of that also is ego. You know, oh, of course, uh, you know, ego is not your ego. You never want to be, you know, people are so terrified to be seen as the guy that doesn't know what's going on or yeah. the guy that does it. Like, how do you like, how do you not know that? When again, it gets back to that. Nobody gives a shit. No one does. Nobody's even thinking about it. They're like, oh, you've never done that. Great. Blah, 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 whatever. Here, here's the answer. Nobody cares. So if you're, again, if you're listening to this, man, if you're scared to ask somebody that already knows because you think they're going to be somehow judge you because you don't know, guess what? They didn't know at some point either. That's right. They got it from somebody else. And when John comes to me and says, I've never built a wholesale business, there was not a judgment that went through my head about Jesus, John, what a dummy. <laughs> How have you no. not done that? Right. It would be me going to you and saying, Hey, I want to build a luxury, uh, real estate brokerage. Yeah, I mean, You wouldn't be like, Colby, what the fuck's wrong with you? Bro? You're, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I mean, just guys, I think people think the judge and that plays into the judgment of others, right? Take your ego out of this. Mm-hmm. No one's judging, not at this level. Not when you come to me or John or anyone at this level, I'm not judging you because we got help to get to where we're at. Yeah. And we will get further help. John's not done. I'm not done. We will continue to get help to get further along in the same way. The listener should be getting help to get to where they want to go, to escape the drift, to get their first business started or whatever it may be for that individual to get around the people that have done it before. I mean, that's really the key and then be patient in the grind. I mean, you didn't just come into real estate after you were a bartender and go make $10 million your first year. Now you've done very well over time. Did a lot of other stuff first. That's right. <laughs> a lot of other stuff. But it works out over time. And that's, <laughs> you know, I'm big on the zero to one. Just go get the thing started. Just go take the leap. What's funny is we were watching, uh, we were, my, my kid, for whatever reason, they got interested. I think is we just went to New York. Okay. So my kids, I know we're talking a lot about The Apprentice or whatever, but then my kids were like, can we watch like an episode of The Apprentice you were on? Cause, cause it was in New York city. Sure. Cause when we were walking around, I was like, we live there, we live there. This is what this was. They're like, yeah. And, uh, as we're watching it, two things were funny. They're like, number one, my Southern accent, they thought was hilarious. Um, they were, cause I, I had a very pronounced North Florida Southern accent. When I was on was that the show. Apprentice always in New York? Yeah. Always, always from New York. It they did was. one episode in LA. I think they did one season filmed in LA. So I think I only was watched there. one season and it was in New York. I just don't remember if it was your season. Yeah. Not. But the funny, the funny thing was that we're watching it. They're like, um, you know, it has your name. It says what you do. Yeah. And it said technology firm owner. 
My kids were like technology firm owner. I go, yeah. Cause when I was on the show, that's what I was doing. And they were like, what do you know about technology technology firm? And I go, guys, I know how to run businesses. Yeah. You know, I was essentially the CEO of that company. I'm like, yeah. I know how businesses work. I don't care what business it is. That's right. I know how to run it. Yeah. Like I might not know how to do whatever the business the does, but I know how to run the business. Yeah. And they were just, I could, my son was just so shocked that you could do anything if you knew how to do that. That's right. And it, and it was like, wow. So uh, I thought that was a funny moment for, 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 for that aspect. Yeah. Um, so mentors and coaches, Kent's one of mine, obviously, you know that very well. Yeah. Just to kind of get back to it and make sure I answer. And I've had a lot, I've paid a play since, like I told you, my first coach was 25 grand when I was broke and I've invested in plenty of masterminds. As you mentioned, we're a part of boardroom. I've been in a lot of different, I'm still in three, three current masterminds right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the beginning of 2023 last year, mm-hmm. I cut a massive six figure check for someone who no one would know the person's name, but he was just an expert at being able to grow the marketing side of what I needed. Mm-hmm. Got a six figure check for his year, but he gave me an eight X multiple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a big risk, but if you are pretty sure this guy knows what I don't know and he's done it before I'm cutting the check. And so it's just every year, it's just, it's an investment one way or another. I'm never not going to be in masterminds. I'm never not going to cut the check to be at the table. Yeah. I've had a lot. I think that's, it's funny though. You talk about coaching programs and this and that. I think it's so, there's so many of them now. And there's so many, there's so many guys and there's some gals that are really good at digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And because they're good at digital marketing, they present themselves as experts in a lot of shit that they're probably not because they're good at selling courses, not doing what the course teaches. That's right. And so what advice would you give to somebody listening to this on how to vet an online guru? How do you, how do you vet your guru? Man? I mean, in the real estate space, it's a little bit easier. Like just show me a couple of deals you bought before you tell me you're going to help me buy a bunch of deals. Right? Like, so like even in my social media, I'll post a deal I done or I'll post the HUD or I'll give the case study. Like, here guys, like you don't have to ask me, I'll just offer it in different verticals. Shoot. I mean, that's a great question. Well, there's certain verticals that I don't think you should ever buy a course in from a guru. For example, if anybody's ever trying to how to, how to trade Forex, that's bullshit. (laughs) If anybody ever asks you for money to invest in their Forex trading, that's bullshit. That's right. If they were good at trading currency, they wouldn't need your money. That's right. They would just be trading. If anybody ever says, I want you to buy my, invest in my stock trading course, we're going to teach you like, dude, people that are really good at that. Yeah. Don't need your money. That's right. They don't need it. Now, real estate investing, I do find to be different. For this one major reason, because people in most cases in that space that teach real estate investing do have some verticals that can participate in the profits. Oh, I lost the TV. They can participate in the profits. What happened there? Lost the TV. Um, that's all right. YouTube wouldn't matter. I kind of like the red behind me now. The red makes me look, it makes me look ominous, but they can participate in the profits over and above what you do. So they can teach you how to do a deal and then you can bring some, some portion of the transaction back to them. You look at what, uh, you know, pace is done with the gator lending side. You look at, uh, I do it all the time, all the transact. Yeah. The transactional money that can be made within that process. hundred percent. And there's different verticals. And so what I always tell my community and teach my community, I'm going to show you how to find the deal. I'll even buy it from you. So now not only, I just gave one of my members a $33,000 assignment fee, dude. I mean, I don't care how much they make. I will teach you how to find the deal. And then I will go buy the deal from you. So you are earning and you are learning and you're functionally doing the entire business because I showed you what to do. You sold it. I bought it. Yeah. And the wholesale specific, he made 33 G's and I called him as I'm signing the HUD. Cause I didn't know I was like, yeah. oh, I'm buying your deal. Awesome. Some people make three grand. Some people make five. He made 33. Well, see, that's All legit. Them. See that? And I'm like, you motherfucker. Hell yeah. No. I'm excited for him, dude. I'm not trying to whittle his, li- like make as much money off me. I don't yeah. care. Cause it fits my buy box. As right? long as like, it fits there. See, again, that's why like somebody like you, they're like, I think that's a great thing. If you're going to deal with a real estate, if you're going to deal with a real estate coach that's teaching you how to invest yeah. a great question is other than the money that I'm paying you to teach me how to do this. How are you going to profit from the deals that I do? Totally. 
And I think if they don't have an answer to that, if the answer is, no, 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 I'm not looking to profit off of you. I'm just, I make my money in volume of selling these courses and I'm just trying to help you. They're probably full of shit. Yeah. But if they're like, look, I'm going to teach you to wholesale because I'm building a giant sales force to go out and help us grow our corporate portfolio because right. we want to add as many properties as we can. We want to pay you to do it, but I can't do it unless I teach you. And don't, don't, I would tell you, don't hire someone. So real estate's a little unique in the sense of like, Someone might only focus on commercial properties. Mm -hmm. So don't buy a wholesaling course from the person that's focusing on commercial properties, yeah. right? Like if someone's focusing on how to build a wholesale company, come to me, I'll help you get your first deal because I can show you how to do it and then I'll buy it from you. Yeah. And then you can make five grand, 30 grand. I don't care how much you make. Yeah. I mean, the reason they're doing what they're doing, like it's, it should make sense to you. Like there should be a real reason right. while they're taking time out of their life. If they're so good at making money to teach you how to do it. And it can't just be because they want the, the, the 1995 course they're going to sell you. Yeah. I right? want to build. So I tell everyone that get around me, if they can get on the phone with me or, or in a room, I'm saying, I want to develop business partners. That's why I do yeah. what I do. So if I can teach John, his team, how to go crush it in the wholesale business, we will become partners in one way or another, whether we buy the deal from them, whether we partner on a bigger deal that maybe now, John, you have money, but in most people's mm -hmm. lives, they don't. Hey, you bring the deal. We can partner on this deal. You can get equity ownership. I just told one of my members we're doing a 32 door apartment. Hey, if you want to just get equity ownership and not assign it to me, I'll bring you on the equity side and ownership of this 32 door apartment mm -hmm. if you want to do that, or you can wholesale it to me. I don't care either way. Right. Like I want partners in this long term game. Right. The storage facility that I bought. One of the investors that came into it used to be a one on one private client of mine. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, now we are owners of this storage facility. Right. You're and, creating an army of people to go out and find deals that you guys can participate. Everyone's in. winning. Everybody wins. See, that makes sense. That that's, right. that's what you want to look for when you do this, which I, I dig that. I dig yeah. that. Cause so many people, bro, there's so many scams out there and all they're doing is recycling the same information, which you can find on YouTube. You know, there's all these YouTube but even, university peoples, no, but even that, you, I mean, dude, I, I showed you something today. Like, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. example, I, Cole, Justin and I were talking about books cause I have a book coming out very soon and this is not the book I'm talking about. I was just playing with something and I wanted to show him this, but I have a, I have a training course and I know I don't sell it. Don't hit me up in the DMS and ask me, this is for our agents at my real estate company that they go through it. And it's kind of a 45 day boot camp that they go through called the climb. And what I did was just, just to see how hard it would be to do this was every day there's videos It's done. It's an evergreen deal. It doesn't take a lot of time for me. There's a once a week meeting, whatever, but I took all of the videos and I went into YouTube. And if you didn't know this in the under settings, you can grab a transcription of every YouTube video, copy the, copy what I said in the video, paste it into chat GBT and said, write me a chapter of a, of a training book and using what I said in this video. And it, I, I took those 45 videos and spit out a book out of chat GBT in about 45 minutes. I mean, it's crazy. Dude. So if I can do that with my own stuff, what's to prevent anybody. Now, luckily this stuff, you can't find it because it's hidden on YouTube. I don't have this out for public knowledge because it is just for our people. But think about that. I could literally just go to your channel, start ripping your stuff down, bang out a training course for video off of your videos, Justin, yeah, then all I got to do is all I got to do is be a good video market, be a good media buyer through Facebook. And all of a sudden it's by John. Like I just, you guys just heard me say, it. he's going to help me spin up a wholesaling course. I don't fuck. I don't know anything yeah, about yeah. it. He's going to help me do it. Not a course, but an actual business. But I could literally in about 45 minutes, spin up a John Gafford's course. wholesaling course because my based videos. on his videos That's right. from YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Dude, that is the world we live in. It's going to get worse. It's going to get darker. That's the world we live in. It's going to be awful. And you better know your guru before you write that check, man. You better know who they are. Yeah. And you better understand who they are. I think you need to be indoctrinated to the person, right? So you need to be following that person for a while. No, like I can think trust. if someone reaches out to you and because you clicked on one random ad or whatever, and you have not been like eyeball deep into all their content. You better know, like, and trust, buddy. And- then I'll say fine. And yeah. even if they're just good at putting out content, fine, but at least know, like, and trust them. Right. Like I, so every week I go live to my community just for this one thing. I want them to be indoctrinated for that time when it is right. I want them to come to me because I know I'm the best to deliver what I need to deliver for them to get them their first deal or second deal or go from starting into a business. Yeah. Um, but I do that with intention 
so that I know that indoctrination will come along. Yep. Right. And then they'll say, you know what, Justin is a guy. I just had this happen last week. I can't make this up. Um, an AI bot in my system started a conversation with a prospect. Um, that bot, because of how it works, I said, hey, if we're going to try a bot, I want to be the person that actually talks to him. It's not going to my sales team. Sure. Not- so this guy gets on the phone with me personally. It's like, holy shit, it's not one of your sales guys. This is really you. I'm like, yeah, bro, I told you I was going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Nope. He's like, dude, I respect the shit out of that. I've had all, everyone's team has talked to me. Yeah. You're the only dude. Right. Yeah. And he says, listen, so I talked to him for 45 minutes. Great, dude. Um, expecting a baby. He's like, dude, I re- I'm like 99% there, but I don't really know you that well. Let me do a deep dive. Give me a couple of days. Brother, all good. Totally get it. Right. Because I genuinely sure. believe in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was like, I just don't want to have this thing out there floating. Like, can we have a day? Like, I don't care if it's the end of the week. Just tell me. Yeah. He's like, bro, before the week's over, I'll let you know. Five in the morning or something. I get a text from this guy. I went into a rabbit hole with your shit. I'm so fucking bought in on you. I'm all in. Call me in the morning. Take my credit card. I've, I've spent six hours watching your shit. Right. But it's because I have that much content out there that he just got bought in. Cause he went down a rabbit hole of watching me. Mm-hmm. And this guy literally enrolled that morning. He's like, here's my credit card paying full. I'm in right. Three days later, he gives birth to his child. His wife gives birth to his newborn child, but it goes back to this is he, he knew me enough. He liked me enough. He trusted me enough. He texts me today saying it was the best thing he's ever done besides his kids and his wife is joining this program. Cause he's like the first six videos I watched of yours. Yeah have been life-changing already. And I'm at home with a brand newborn infant little baby. I'm, I'm going to need to know what six videos are, those are so I can rip it exactly. down for, for my training course <laughs> that I'm going to produce with chat GBT. So, but that's it. No like and trust. That's how you got to do it. So, so monitor the people. I mean, I don't have the best answer Love for it. that, but like just monitor the people. Cool. Well, dude, if they want to find you, how yeah. do they find more of Justin? How do they find you? The Justin Colby on Instagram. Okay. And if you want to jump over to YouTube, justincolby.tv. I have hundreds of videos. Yep. Okay, cool. You know, I'm going to ask you guys to do something for me too. Um, wherever you're watching this, listening to it, the links are there. Click over and do me a favor. We had a little misunderstanding, we'll call it with Google, about my YouTube channel and it's forcing us to start a new one for uh, the podcast, which is okay. I don't care. It's fine. Um, but go over there, check it out. Yeah. Give us a like, give us a subscribe would be wonderful. We got to start boosting that up and getting that moving the right way. Because of course I got some bad marketing advice, which is why we had a misunderstanding with Google in the first place. So we're going to do this is organically. John Gafford? It is. You can just search for uh, Escaping the Drift uh, podcast and you'll find it. So search that. Give it a subscribe. Give it a like. Well, Justin, man, thank you for coming in. I appreciate you so much. Let's Uh, do this. Yeah, I love hanging out with you, man. I love our chats. And I love looking forward to uh, you helping me spin up this wholesale business. Let's go. And you at home, if you're listening to this, man, remember the currents of life will have you drifting along. Stop drifting, man. Start swimming upstream. We'll see you next time. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode of Escaping the Drift. Hope you got a bunch out of it, or at least as much as I did out of it. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the show, you can always go over to escapingthedrift.com. You can join our mailing list. But do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, throw up that five-star review. Give us a share. Do something, man. We're here for you. Hopefully, you'll be here for us. But anyway, in the meantime, we will see you at the next episode.